0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. What does Motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of Motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed
0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
2: Welcome back, everybody. I'm sorry I've been you know, a little bit MIA this week, and that's because I'm on the road. I'm in North Carolina today on my way to Orlando. Uh, Toby and I are out doing Matt and Toby shows with the classic crime, in case you didn't catch that. So I just completed uh, my experiment, essentially, to see what it would feel like podcasting four days a week. Or, or something like that at least. And I'm having to tell you the truth. It was the most fun I've ever had doing the show. But I don't know how to do it week over week, month over month. Especially because I travel and go out of town a lot. So I'm going to work on that. But for, for this week and next week, I'm going to probably just have one episode. And then when I get back in town, I believe I'll be able to figure out how to do at least two a week would be my goal. And the more things work out and if we have more people join the Patreon and more sponsors come on, then I believe I'll be able to do you know, possibly an episode every. Day or three, four days a week, or something like that. So thank you guys for bearing with me with all the experimental stuff I do with the format of the show. But I can tell you this: I like it more than I ever have, and the numbers have been massive. We had some tremendously good and big episodes uh, in this last month. Here has been our biggest month by two or three times over, at least. So uh, having a terrific time, and I really want to thank all the people that have supported me on Patreon. It's very, very motivating. We're almost to our first goal. So take a second go to my website breakitdownpod.com and click through to the patreon or search for me on patreon see the video i made see what the perks are and see if you i would ask you to consider supporting the show and joining our slack community where we're talking about music technical stuff possible guests and topics for the show stuff like that i also want to thank broadcast supply worldwide for sponsoring all last month and they're going to continue to do so this month and hopefully beyond Uh, buy all your podcasting and audio gear there buy it from Broadcast Supply Worldwide their website is bswusa.com the best part is you get 10% off when you use my promo code down D O W N, I think they're great. I think their website is great, and I've gotten some good feedback from people using them. And of course, that's who I get my gear from. They've got good phone service. They've got good website. They, you know, and again, ten percent off. The prices are already as good as anybody else is out there, and you get ten percent off. So use the promo code down at bswusa.com. Okay, the episode today is one that I recorded right here on the tour bus, and I'm sure you can tell from the title of the episode in its description. I'm sitting down with Matt McDonald from The Classic Crime, Aaron Lunsford, Aaron Lunsford from As Cities Burn, and Toby and myself from Emory. And what we do is go through, well, first of all, we just were in mid-conversation complaining about publicist and publicity and doing interviews that are poor quality because that happens a lot and it's just, you know, tour bus talk. And then we just transitioned in. I started the recorder going and then we transitioned into playing our old demos and how bad they were and how we got a little bit better. And then, Eventually, we have some recordings and some songs that actually sound good, and we eventually got noticed by labels, and we all eventually got signed, and we're all a lot better than we were five years ago and 10 years ago and 15 years ago. But I thought it'd be fun to show some old demos and early versions of songs and the kind of stuff we were writing and what a band sounds like before they become a pro band essentially so you'll uh you know you'll get the feel of it but i'm gonna just drop us right into this conversation uh again classic crime as cities burn and emory going through old demos hope you guys like this episode i will figure out something for next week and then i'll be back home after that and talk to you guys soon thanks Break it down, Dada. break it down oh break it down break it down oh break it down Break it down, oh, break it down.
1: Break it down, oh, break it down. Like Yeah. And Emery, we've done a million bad interviews. I said, job. sat here and watched now, them. Well, here's the thing: publicity and all that stuff is almost all made up. It's, I don't even know what it even means. Like what when they say publicity, like there's only been a few times where it felt like it was a real thing. Like that was something. Thing you know what I mean? Thing, yeah. it, it was like there's uh, yes, exactly. Like we got to go on NPR. That means that we benefited from that interview, right? Not them, even. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, but well, if they, how if, many interviews have you done where yeah. you benefited from it? Like I mean, we didn't do Rolling Stone.
3: Yeah, if the person interviewing you doesn't at least it doesn't have to be bigger than you, but if they don't at least have an audience that you don't have access to currently, right. it's not worth it there's a few people that are real like for example just off the top of my head like Property of Zach yeah. who did it for
1: real and worked his ass off because and, he's and, good and, right right he's good and, it, and it's good but I mean we've done so many where I, there was one time in Arizona what's the name of that club uh, y- y'all know what I'm talking about it's right outside of Tempe uh, in, um, Tem- Phoenix, Tempe, yeah Marquee, Marquee Theater, theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the guy comes on the bus and he goes
0: oh oh, oh
1: dude, <laughs> you, you guys rent this bus uh, oh oh, oh, oh. This is really cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, do, what do you guys? Uh, what do you do on the bus? Like, and they're all really bad questions. And what we realized was he got a journal, journalist pass, photo pass. So he gets a free ticket, interview pass, free ticket, he everything. To come on the bus, and he got to just come on the bus,
3: and that. So everything was about him. And, and it's probably for about
2: his high school paper.
3: No, I remember that happened in Grand Rapids. Maybe it's like that little kind of chubby girl came on. You know, just so Why bad. she gotta be
1: chubby? You didn't have to say that. She's a little chubby girl. Oh, come on!
3: She's like one of those little frumpy girls.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I don't. It was, oh, it was on one know of those type. One you of those little ch- frumpy girls. <laughs> oh, like oh I know exactly like, what you mean. She could have been a little skinny girl too. It would have yeah, been equally just, or, as lame. Or what about just a, a nice lady? <laughs> so she nice? Pointless. A mean lady. I wanted to have a, a publicist. The, <laughs> we ruined your story. What were you going to say about the little frumpy girl? It was just
3: another bad interview when I was tormenting y'all. I couldn't believe that we agreed to do it. And then I tried, and then I tried to start enforcing. It's like, like Chris Farley, oh,
0: through your management like, like,
3: at the time, oh, which I think was still outer so loop. Like, hey, these interviews are so bad. Like, what are we doing? On. You know? I was going to have a publicist
2: on here at some point, but I think it might be. Who knows how it would be? But I want to talk to him about how. You know, talk to a publicist and yeah. tell them all my grievances with their yeah, industry yeah, yeah. and see how that goes. It might be not be a good conversation because my most point is publicists are not great or valuable for yeah. the most part I think that unless you're big yeah high level if you're big it's like you're just you're just your job is sort through all that to find the good stuff yeah. but if you're a low level publicist your job is literally uh, drum up volume. business it's volume drum, drum up volume so you don't get fired yeah. for next month so it's local papers zines with two listener yeah. viewers whatever yeah. just if the band feels like you've sent them interviews to do then you'll keep your job for another yeah. month, and so they're just looking to say, "Wait, well, hey, we did nine pieces. This, you know, I got you nine interviews while you're on tour, but they're largely terrible." So, publicists are supposed to be making critical decisions of the best things you could be doing, but you know, I guess that's our fault for not having any.
4: And the publicist would say, "If more people <laughs> no. gave a shit about your band, <laughs> right, right, I
2: would right. be doing better." <laughs> <Yeah>. Right, right. <laughs> they they could probably. This handle is all a lot I can more. get. This is man. all I can get. You, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: On the Ad City's Burning Reunion Tour, I just said no to every single interview in Pass*, Every single one.
2: Just because you didn't want to do it? Because it didn't matter. Well, we what would you benefit well, from? Yeah, it. we
3: had nothing to promote, and we, whatever, the tour had already happened. Before the tour, we did. I did some interviews, and I wanted people to do interviews. But no, we're, gonna, we're not going to block out an hour of our day sitting on the bus making Cody do an interview. Yeah, because it's know. just goofy. Or and having goofy a goofy guy up on the part. stage. Fuck off. Yeah.
1: Donald, you ever turn down it? Like you don't really suffer fools too much. You get kind of pretty blunt and possibly mean. <laughs> do you yeah. get? Do you, you ever get mad at your interviewer? I try or? to have you, an open posture
4: about it. I try to do them now. I used to not. Um but like yeah, if, if they're if I feel like they're they're not good at their job, I will start getting a little bit testy, I
2: think. That's what Aaron Marsh from Copeland would do. He would correct to interviewers. What would he do Tell Toby? Just tell them, say
1: this isn't good. Yeah, he said you are unprofessional. Yeah. And if I if I go along with this, I'm aiding. And he at you said I'm your unprofessional. Aaron Marsh would say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
2: but it was really cool because I mean maybe it's oh he's an asshole or whatever, but it's not because really he would tell he would say, Listen, if I don't give you actual feedback here, I'm just enabling you to continue being yeah. bad. But you can be good. Yeah. He, he said, this is bad, I'm that's bad, these them. are bad questions, et cetera. He would say it to yeah. their face. You know, Don't just, ask. Well, also, there, but there's, there's times
1: where people will show up and go, hey, can I interview you? I work for this zine. Yeah. And you're like, well, uh, okay. Like, you just get called off guard. And he would right. just be blunt with them and say, you, there's proper channels. If you follow them, I will do the interview. Right. Oh, and that's what he really right would do. Yeah, he, he would, would you know, never let anybody somebody through. Anything. Yeah.
2: He wouldn't let somebody through if they didn't go through the proper channels, even if they sounded legit. It's just, well, you didn't you got to learn go through tournament one well, of the questions are stuff like stuff, how'd you come up, up with your band name yeah. and
4: what's your favorite song to play like those are the ones that nobody cares about
1: yeah the, and and also nobody understands like we do we've done so many of these stupid dumb interviews that like it, it it's so draining and awful like I, I know my family goes oh you got to do an interview <laughs> you know I mean? I mean, yeah, like they we, think we yeah, it's remember, great or, so, right. or something like that but i'm just like no you don't understand who cares if some blog site in Montana wrote something about you. <laughs> that, that just you know what I mean? Like it's just that, that stuff is so old.
2: Well, the yeah. thing about it is just that it. We probably sound like jerks.
1: We are though. You, yeah, you know, we are. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll only like
2: are complaining. But lest we sound that way, we'll we'll spend the rest of the episode embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah, sounds That's good. Because everybody starts somewhere. I know those interviewers right. start bad, and some of them probably go on to be good, right. but you start bad and then you get good. So that's what we'll do on the episode here, but um, we're going to play demos and stuff, but who wants to go first?
4: Well, I think you got you got As City's Burn pulled up there. I got As City's
1: I'd Burn love to hear. I'd right, love to just hear, go, hear huh? shitty As <laughs> City's Burn. Yeah. What, this is probably what, from Sun. I Love, J.J., you, your darkest? <laughs> it's probably the third rate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it was the darkest. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, what is this we're going to listen to? It's a yeah, song called Breath out. of Water, and actually... Uh, I wasn't even in the band when they recorded this. They had another drummer for the first six to eight months when they were still a local band. Uh-huh. So I wasn't in the band, but I did play these songs live, and this is the first As City's Burn song I ever heard. So,
2: All right, let's, we can talk over it, but I'm going to play it, and we're going to embarrass ourselves a little bit here. Thanks for going first, Aaron. Let's see how this works.
3: <laughs> that's tj singing and then there's cody doing like a, a harmony
0: so
3: i was telling before we started you heard like the one note melody right you know
2: I still think bad, the I still
4: think the guitar playing is the composition is still kind of cool. Yeah, I all do right. too. I think the guitar playing is
3: good. Well, yeah. I would even all right. So I was thinking about this when we were talking about doing the podcast. before. Man, this drummer's
1: really good though. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: this song, even compared to like later, "Son of Love," "Just Your Darkest Stuff," this is more of a song structure. Like it has a intro verse pre chorus chorus all that stuff. Some of your darkness we started going in these kind of like this part, that part, that part. Like we had an aversion towards structure, but early on Cody was writing stuff that had a ton of structure.
2: So you don't know anything about the recording of this? The recording
3: was done in Baton Rouge with just some guy they know, you know, like not good.
1: It sounds like just early emo to me. Like this was sound like Deep Elm Records. I, I kind of stuff like that it. I listen to. Like I thought I would have thought this is so awesome.
3: I mean, when we'll get to it, the the, uh, the bridge has like a really sick guitar part. So what I always say about this is that for me, I heard something special about what Cody was doing uh-huh. outside of the obviously well, that- lack of quality of the recording, and even like the vocal parts were pretty undeveloped and. They were still figuring it out with the
4: Cody on guitar. I was like, this kid's on something. Yeah, the guitar theme of and then changing that yeah. throughout the song is actually pretty genius. That's yeah, pretty cool.
3: This chorus isn't bad, really.
1: I mean, this won you over. You thought this is badass, no, he... right? All right,
3: this made me move. Quit college. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. This song, man, this <laughs> demo that I heard, I'd never seen them play or anything. This five song demo that they had, uh, I quit college and moved to Louisiana. Yeah. Like left everything. Packed up my car. See, that's the
2: complex thing here because I think this sounds bad. And I think most people are hearing this that's bad. As Cities Burn's way better than this. That's a joke. That's not even them, right? But it is and that's the weird part is people don't know how to recognize something good in a demo yeah, or a yeah, song. But you or whatever. did. Which is probably speaks yeah. to your musicianship in a general way is that you could hear something this was something this but part, I don't think yeah, most people would this
3: part coming up is what really I'm like oh okay alright
2: I'm gonna listen to that this part here the bridge
3: shredding yeah
4: and this is third cool. eye blind yeah. it's so pop punky it is
0: well they have like
3: a pop punk band called Stand In before this yeah and that's just what they were super cody was really into cody and cambria yeah in 2022. Uh, yeah. but like, i still hear hardcore and stuff like. it it started to creep in here and it, well screaming is what tj is really good at now his voice got better over time yeah and tj has his own cool style i think is a way to sing but the the hardcore thing just as time went on it started to be more apparent but
4: were you guys doing the two vocal thing? Do you think they were doing that because that was like Taking Back Sunday? And it was popular and at the time for sure. And what year is this? This is 2000. They recorded this in either late
3: 2002 or
4: early 2003. Okay. So Taking Back Sunday would have been out doing yeah, the two vocal basically. thing. Yeah. And shouting over each other, etc. Okay, so,
2: so you start there and then what's the next thing? I'm going to go farther in. The point of this is bands that eventually are good are possibly bad but have something good going. So yeah. it's important for people to figure out how that may work, I think. You have to learn to recognize talent and develop what you're good at, but obviously it takes a, a long time. There's bands that I've seen before that are horrible, and I've written them off and then seen them a few years later, and they're good. Yeah. It is possible. So yeah. even the band that you saw that you think's horrible, they could be good if there's something to build yes. on or work with or a standout talent or some special they do or something unique. But this is a uh, – then there was a – I want to play the demo that got you signed to Tooth and Nail. Yeah, this
3: is that one. We have that. So one this too. is it so has. Wait, uh, before that, though, like between that song and this song, what? what happened? Okay, so between that song and this song, they had recorded one more EP right before I joined the band, like uh-huh. a few weeks before. So we played and toured on that for a while, and sent that off. To, we sent that off to labels not that first one uh-huh. and we sent it off to every answered. label yeah. no responses right. at all and we've been touring the country and all this stuff so uh, i remember at the end of a tour when it was we'd gone to seattle we were trying to get on tooth and nail nobody came to see us play uh, Shane tarpos stood <laughs> us up and uh, <laughs> he said he was coming he today had arranged it or whatever and he said he was coming we're like driving back across you booked the a whole country. tour
2: to seattle to play for tooth and nail and they didn't show up yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. so
3: we're like driving back across the country and we're, like what do we need to do we're like are, are we chasing a dream here that's not going to happen or and then we had started writing some new songs we're, like okay we need to go back in the studio and do a new and better demo that's going to better reflect where we're going all right, so that's and that's this, this and
2: then eventually Tooth & Nail did hear, and Brandon did want to sign this. Yes. So now we're in the territory where the first one, even a label, a, a band member liked it, you liked it, yes. but, but labels didn't. And yeah. then now we're to the territory where a label saw talent, but still normal, probably,
3: listeners wouldn't. And also,
4: either. this is after touring quite a bit. Yeah, yeah we had
3: been yeah. touring for over been. almost a year when we did this. Hopefully. Right
2: now is the time
3: for life. Okay, that's a lot better. Or it's a lot more like That City's Burning Yeah. Used. Well, this song is on Electric start Okay. It changed, but...
2: This is good enough to get you signed, essentially.
3: Well, so I think the chorus coming up, I think the story... I think Brandon... That right there. I think he heard, like, a... Not a hit, but like, uh, oh, this is a, a really good chorus. And he even when we eventually recorded on Synology Darkest, he had Matt Goldman do a remix that made it into a more pop radio format. Yep, And it was so bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. And we we said, no, 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 no. That's, it was like speeding down and slowing up. And like it just didn't work. Did you guys so. like...
4: Do you guys like cursive
3: Ugly Organ? Never listened to him much. No, no
4: really? Because
3: mm-hmm. I hear a bit of that in that it's, chorus. Th- it's all Further seems Forever, okay. influenced, mixed with, you know, the little bit of hardcore. And, and this recording was out. done how? This was done at First Street Studios, a decent studio, this guy Tyler Whart uh-huh. in Cleveland, Tennessee, that had approached us like, hey, let me record. And he's pretty good. Song. He's a real Yeah, yeah at guy. that time, it was still pretty new. How much but, did it cost? Oh, I don't know. We had uh, Barry Pointer mix it. Oh, that's cool. So that was one day. So we went to Little Rock and had Barry Pointer who did yeah, Zayo, Living Sacrifice, Hayes Today, Juliana Theory, Motion Is Dead. He Wow. Did, yeah. So he mixed it and uh, sent it off. Ryan Rado sent it off, and Chad Johnson came out to our show in Seattle finally. The next time and then you
2: got Sign, Then you made Sun. I love it, Your Darkest. And now I'm gonna skip ahead to Come Now Sleep So. And then that band that you just heard—the s- small evolution of this—is what this is what you think sounds really good that y'all it, did.
3: Yeah, I think this is the peak. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this was recorded two and a half years after, what, the previous demo? So within a three or four year span of the very first thing. This was recorded in early 2007, and in 2003, we had Breath of Water. So this is where we're at now. I mean but How many tours, though? Was in a thousand shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, a thousand shows and... And, and that's producer. probably what makes the difference. It does make a difference. And good producer. And we had the uh, the Swedes who recorded Reviews Shape of Punk* to come mix this record. I think it has so. more, to,
2: way more to do with Cody figuring out what he was supposed to be doing vocally and, and what his guitar tone was supposed oh, sure. to sound like, yeah. and all that, and getting working it out live. Yeah. I think that's what really makes it different. I mean,
1: I think experience. I like the demo better though. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Old shit was way better Yeah, yeah. I like John all Before y'all sold out Is this What is this yeah. Top 40 radio <laughs> Definitely some Good drum tones that are live and cracking, and some verb on there. Yeah, stuff that wasn't
3: there on the earlier stuff. Oh kind of yeah, adds to the emotion for sure. Yeah. Well, it's the difference between maybe it's not. It's this record after it was all said and done. What cost sixty thousand dollars versus yes. a four hundred dollar demo? That's so crazy. You know, I don't know how much that really matters. It doesn't make you a good band. But no. the gap there is insane yeah, like, is. as far as quality. Is of... it 150 times better
2: sounding? I don't know. I don't. No, know. Well, I know, but think <laughs> about think about taking a band that's not that good, but has some raw talent, and then make them play a thousand shows and give them sixty grand to go record. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, and give them say develop for three years, a yeah. thousand shows, and then I'll come back and then I'll give you how many bands that never got that opportunity would have been good. That right. You saw them as a local band; they were just shitty. And you just wrote them off. like you, you know what I
4: mean? I think there was a diamond in the rough, though, there. Um, right. and, and then and touring then just uncovers
3: the rough, just files it all down to this diamond. <laughs> well, yeah. I think with bands, I mean, it could be, for us, Cody is, Cody is the most thing that matters as far as being talented and making the band go creatively. So I think, I don't know, Matt said to me with Toby even that for Toby he saw something in you that was like, okay, I'm going to ride this out
2: toby said that about me you, or you said, said that, that about no toby. i yeah i said yeah. that about toby that's yeah so
3: saying. you identify i was gonna say wow
2: he said no that about no, no, me. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> so it's like identifying I've a certain talent or a certain <laughs> thing okay we have there's one there is one ingredient that can really make this man go obviously usually a songwriter but everybody yeah. else can come up with it like, yeah everybody else can learn yeah to yeah, get, yeah get so we all progress with cody that's right even though he was already had something going on that made him special so yeah yeah
2: no i think that's probably true yeah all right, let's do classic crime next. Oh, great! All what, right, what are we gonna play? Your uh, bad demo.
4: Yeah. Do this one here. The, so we were reason? in a yeah we were in a band called Horizon. Before is it all we, same members? Without Robbie, uh-huh. but yeah, there was we were a four piece, and before we added the second guitar, and, um, and we all were living at the band house, and we had some gear, and we recorded with that gear. Alan was in. Um, we all dropped out of school, but he was before he dropped out. He was in audio production school, and his parents, unlike mine, had purchased him like a Digio two rack yeah. or a, um, a console and Pro Tools. And so we used that. And I had no idea. I was in audio school too before I dropped out, but I, I had basic knowledge of Pro Tools, and you know didn't even really understand compression or anything. And we just recorded this in in a live room. We didn't know how to tune anything or how to. Do the drums or anything? It was just super live. So self-recorded yeah, self-recorded. Yeah, so we, it's we zero budget. We didn't even understand a click track. Um, so this song moves a lot uh, rhythmically, tempo-wise. <laughs> no okay. click track. No <laughs> click track. No click track. Yeah.
2: Then were you able to get anybody to like this? We did. Yeah. I mean,
3: our friends mostly. But. <laughs> so you I mean I would guess you're more embarrassed about the lyrics than you are even the song maybe yeah
4: I mean I think the lyrics are still like it's a concept that is whole yeah and so that's the one thing I take away is that like when I wrote a when I wrote a song back then I still understood that it had to say one thing the whole time yeah yeah and then this is where it speeds up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's so funny is, though, thinking, probably thinking back the same way as, as me, when you recorded this, you thought, oh, it my God. Yeah. 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 We are so real. good. Yeah. We are real. We are just like everybody else. We have a recording.
2: Yeah. And what'd pre- you, what did you do? Did you send it to labels? We pressed
4: it to CD, and it was our demo that we used to like get live shows. Uh-huh. So like the coffee, the coffee shop, whatever they wanted, they're like, bring us your demo, and you can come play. So we, that's what we would do. We'd press the demo, we put the stick the label on it that we printed yeah, out, yeah, yeah, and then we would we would give it to them, and we'd be like, now we can play a show. <laughs>
0: This CD is production it used to so. mean so
4: much. Oh, Just that you had personal CD production, private. Oh, you we do. had to pr- yeah. we had to buy so much color
3: for the printer to print those labels. <laughs> and oh, the labels like, you have to have nitro. hey, we're all getting together, we're gonna yeah. burn CDs. We're tonight. burning CDs. We're gonna label them. Take all yeah. night. <laughs>
1: there are those real thick stickers, and it made the sometimes it wouldn't make the CD mess up. No. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Yo, wouldn't even play them well. spin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my cousin's got an eight-time CD burner. Yeah, that, oh my god! Because when we were first burning CDs, they were in one time, real time. Sorry.
4: Yeah. Yeah, one of our one of our buddies had like an optical cable in the back of his CD burner, so we could get the optical in there, and that would be like super high quality in our minds. Yeah. But of course, it was just you know 16-bit garbage. And here it speeds up even more because Skip got excited. Skip's our drummer. And then this is like an extremely long. This is before we knew how to structure a song. It's just an
1: extremely long bridge. Yeah, (laughs) and it's about two
4: minutes long.
1: (laughs) That was that was Emory all the way. I mean, we thought you got to have a song the seven minutes. (laughs) You, I mean, they need to hear this over and over and over and over. Longer is better, bro.
2: (laughs) Yeah, longer is better. Yeah, you just yeah do stuff. The first thing Ed Rose did was just cut cut everything Everything out. Yeah, I was like, you're supposed to add. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to add to our music. Yeah. All I did was cut shit out. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> and that's one of the things that you learn, is that saying no to yourself is the first step to becoming good. Yeah, I think It's so. going, not everything I do is badass. And I think you're... You're kind of like struck with the wonder of it all initially, and you just in love with everything that you're doing as a band because it sounds so good because you've never heard yourself all come That's together with this group. Narcissism. Yeah, it's just like oh my gosh, we're just everything it. we are is good, and all of our friends are saying we're good. And then you get with a real producer, and they're like, nope, cut that,
2: cut that, cut yeah. that,
4: cut that. And then you get used to cutting. Yeah. You get, not like you know, so cutting, people, cutting. They cut.
2: get that, they, and people will phrase that a lot of times as less is more. They'll say, right. but I don't really like that saying because I think it's it's a little over. Reductive, but I would say do less but better is the way I would say. Right. You find what is the best thing to do right. it even better and focus on that. But right. And this just is just that minimal. It's not just minimalism yeah. It's not that. Similar.
4: Yeah. Well, I like that you asked. You picked this song too because it's probably our worst song
2: as far as like catchiness. I mean, this sounds like a local band that you would just see <laughs> at an Emory show. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, yeah. We could open up for Emory. Are you yeah. saying <laughs> we played then, this?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine it would sound 10 times better playing it live at the show. Oh, it was the demo, demo. like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like... You're saying any- my production is bad? <laughs> no, I'm just saying there's an energy to a song live that yeah. every every band on the same stage, the same sound system, in a way, sounds the same. Right. It's kind of level playing field, in right. a way. So. Well, another right. thing about
1: that demo, too, though, is one thing that makes it work, to me, it, thinking back... To you guys back then, was still the vocals sound pretty good. Like you can tell that you're it's a, pretty a good singer. Good singer. Oh, yeah. You, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like well, that, 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 that. and that was the talent. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's why you know what I mean. If those demos where the singers are just horrible. <laughs> you know, like when when when, when, I, when that coffee shop they heard twenty five. Uh, yeah. Exact same things, and then your voice uh, is like, Oh, this guy's real. They got
4: our demo, they booked us
1: immediately at the <laughs> TLC coffee
4: shop in Marysville. Right, so,
2: next step for y'all is what this uh, th- this is uh, this is did you get signed with this? Did you, what was this next?
4: Oh, uh, no, play? this th- this song, we'll do that um,
2: 49 degree one,
4: then yeah, we can do that one, yeah. Um, this is a little this uh, is the
2: next step after that, right?
4: Yeah, maybe a little bit, a little bit like maybe a year later.
2: And we hadn't toured at all.
4: <laughs> not like Aaron. <laughs> well, it
2: was better sounded.
4: Okay. It's the same room in the same production, really.
3: Well, it's, you've already progressed because it's not just like open guitar chords, you know? It's like you have like a little... <laughs> I don't know. There's something about that, like... Uh, it's like when you go from writing, maybe you, you played in a worship band where everything's just open. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. Just do that in our rock band too, right? <laughs> like the verse is all open and then the chorus was all open.
1: I think you're right, though. One of the things you were saying earlier is that you guys, you were writing a song that had like consistency or it was the same idea or there was something that like yeah. I, this does stand out. Like this is a. It sounds more like a real song that where there's 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 parts and it's a, a plan. Well, it's not just some goofballs going, hey, let me just do this.
4: I think I was saying it earlier, this song's called 49 degrees of separation and my wife then girlfriend was Canadian and when I was 19 we broke up. And she was across the border, which was the 49th parallel. <laughs> and so this is all about me, like, desperately wanting to get my girlfriend back. That, that's a
2: hallmark of bad yeah. lyrics or immature lyrics. Is like a, it's just, like, over-dramatizing. Dra- oh. like you're, you're searching for something to over-dramatize. I mean, but the lyric like,
4: in the chorus right there is, it's best for you that you're gone. It's best
1: for you. <laughs> but that just shows you how dumb women are. They fall for that shit. She loved it. Oh, the 49th parallel. He's a poetic genius. <laughs> well, you're on the you're right married to her with three kids. <laughs> she fell for she it. She fell for it. Yeah. She loves that demo. Well,
4: she didn't even hear it. I mean, we were broken up for eight months, and in that eight months, I did this. I did this song and I was just like.
2: <laughs> well, just it's just, but bro- see, you're, on, you're on the right track with the fact that what Toby's recognizing there that it works, yeah. that it's dramatic, but it's overstated and over dramatic. Sure. And then all you do is tone it down and make it more yeah. subtle and be nuanced and complex. It's the, I, it's the same building I kill block.
4: myself to get to you is right, the right. lyric I was <laughs> to Ripped out of my chest was a place nice. I kept for you, oh, and yeah, it's you best
1: go. for you that you're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so many.
4: <laughs> so freaking evil. Yeah, but I mean, all
1: those people in the Seattle area, just all those dudes <laughs> just love that. Yeah, for sure.
2: All right, so let's let's zip way ahead to your it new album. funny how, when you're young, you <laughs> how much you
4: feel
3: and oh, think is real. Felt, I felt it, it so crazy? desperately.
2: And then right after that After this period You you, you guys got signed And everything Yeah
4: soon, we right? basically Recorded another demo um, With Casey Bates In Seattle Who had done A bunch of stuff And he made us Sound really good And actually We played to a click And replaced the drum sounds yeah. And then that's basically what tooth and nail so, signed us on
2: yeah so that's interesting because that means you don't have to get a whole lot better than that to get signed i mean i guess it's different well, these it days was, but i mean that's, it was that's about production almost encouraging
4: but yeah i mean kind of our best song we would recorded like four times up until yeah. that point and we finally did it was like all right this is the final time we're recording this yeah we did it with casey and then that's the song that got sign. and they're like no you're doing it again and they still and <laughs> oh, it yeah. was who needs air
3: he, he's done a ton of stuff this guy casey right yeah, casey, yeah, yeah i Casey's mean he did, did
4: gaspy's american dream yeah. and uh forgive dirt and this providence and um what was that band? Uh, he's done oh, Pearl band. Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam.
2: No. He did Portugal the Man, a bunch of Portugal. <laughs> yeah, Portugal the really? okay. nice. Pierce the Veil vale he did. Um, he did, uh, what was that, um, Chiodos, Chiodos was a big one. Uh, track, all, yeah. all right, so now we'll go to the new Classic Crime, which, by the way, everybody, this isn't a promo episode for this, but Classic Crime does have a new record that just came out called How to Be Human, and here's a track from it that for sure is amazing on a production level plus you guys are mature and i think you probably really feel like you got into the zone lyrically on this this is by far my favorite album oh of yours. thanks man. but and I, and I i'm not a lyric guy but the lyrics are what make me really it, was, it stands out as fully mature to me like Thank you're you. trying to say yeah. a certain thing in a nuanced and complex way that I can grasp all that kind of stuff
1: yeah like one of your lyrics is I would jump off a bridge to get to you (laughs) it's it's really developed in the last 10 years
4: (laughs) definitely um, drum sounds
3: yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> I think it's really, I don't know how to communicate for sure. It really if, I, if it even makes sense to people. It's so interesting to me, coming from like, you grow up, you're a local band, you're not good, you see like the other bands that you want to play with, like you play with a, you know, we played tooth and nail bands when I was in a pump rock. Play with Ace Troubles oh, They're so pro. They yeah. sound so good. And now all the people I'm surrounded with, that I'm friends with that are musicians, like totally outside of like a fandom or like like I've not like I didn't grow up an Emery fan or a classic crime fan, but there's this like mutual respect. Like yeah, you're you're a pro band. Yeah, you whether sound, you like it or not, you sound it's, right. Like like you said like,
2: before, Nickelback everybody hates them but they're um, there's nothing wrong with what they're, they're not yeah. bad at what they do no, like, at no, all no.
3: They're, they're not they're essentially flawless at what they've chosen to do exactly yeah. so it's just very interesting to me that aspect of uh tour managing classic crime with this tour i mean this is the first time i've ever even seen y'all play <laughs> but but no I'm, but i'm watching i'm like yeah they're they're banned yeah they know what they're <laughs> they know what they're doing and that's by virtue of playing the thousand shows. Yeah, exactly. And It didn't even matter the size of the band. Classic Crime wouldn't stay, it, they wouldn't like stick out like they don't belong here if they were playing in front of ten thousand people. Yeah, it would. That would, you know, they could be on tour with anybody and play for ten thousand people. And it would and seem like, totally yeah, they, They're right. a pro band. They right. sound good. Yeah, like so. it's
2: objective. They're objectively arrived at what they do. Yes. Yeah. and then you can like a, them or not. Yeah, it's yeah. a
3: matter of success after that yeah. point. But they're there.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: Same with Emery. Same with everybody we know yeah in, you know or any of the bands that, that generally tour I mean they were yeah. all bad before
4: that yeah 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 I mean like we're on tour with civilian right now they're a band that doesn't have a ton of fans yet but is really really good at their stuff
1: they yes. play really really good music yeah. and have sorted that out you know there is something when you see a band a professional band is different something like for yeah. example I had never been a reliant k fan right but after seeing them play live yeah i was blown Did away
3: you know, recently you went to their show uh, we toured with
1: them and then seen them at festivals and stuff yeah and i just i was so blown away by like it it sounds cheesy to say they're pro but i mean just the way they perform and well, sound yeah and present That's the music what is when unbelievable I think
3: people i'm around i think like hoops. i live in his neighborhood and i think hey you're just in this Reliant K, you're my neighbor, right? You know, yeah. literally my neighbor. Yeah, he came to our show and who I, our show. Yeah, yeah, who I see at the coffee shop. Yeah, I'm like man, you're is bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so pro. His <laughs> band's really pro. Yeah, this band band's really pro. Really pro. Yeah, <laughs> band, they don't fuck around. <laughs> they don't fuck around. <laughs>
2: Reliant K, do not fuck around. <laughs> It for you, sorry. Okay, so we'll go now, we'll move on to Emory now. Let's the, so, the first band that we were, me and Devin grew up playing uh, music together in high school. We started doing Weezer covers and playing Nirvana and Silver and stuff like that. And then we met Toby and Joey in college, and Toby and Joey had a band called Joe 747, but it was just Toby and Joey. So, Toby would <laughs> yeah. play an Aria Pro electric guitar and a Cray amp, and Joey would play bass, and that was the band. <laughs> Wait, there's no nothing else? Well, they, no. just, they never had any gigs. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah, they just yeah. play the bedroom songs that Toby was writing, and Joey would film along. We just on yeah, bass. we just work
1: on songs, guitar and bass. But you never played we a show. I mean, eventually. Eventually, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say no, 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 when no I was... but not for maybe years. <laughs> 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 we, I mean, we really, I mean, I we played eventually. I mean, that was the goal. It's like everybody, but I mean, we didn't. And it, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm always when you tell we your story, yeah, but when you tell your story, like you y'all th- toward the. America, like just doing well, it. No, like, I, that, that just seems so shocking. Before you were signed or anything, like yeah, we you were nothing. saying like it was a depressing story. No. Like maybe we're just faking <laughs> the dream. But I mean, you were
3: living the dream, really. Well, honestly, I my first summer out of high school, I was on tour most of the summer. That's insane. Not with that city's Burn, with my pop punk band. I mean, so I we toured I, Texas, Missouri. <laughs> You know, where it just all over Louisiana, Oklahoma. We just played. Show every, See, we didn't. We yeah. had
2: nothing. There was nothing around. And T- Toby was writing these songs, and we'd go over and listen to him play in the bedroom. Me and Devin were more advanced because we had a yeah. whole band. that right. we play at yeah. bars. We we <laughs> play covers at bars. I mean, and we we're like whoa, but some of the stuff this guy Toby's doing is yeah different. Like it makes me feel something when I hear it. But it was. Terrible sounding, I imagine. So then, me and Devin started playing. Devin would play drums, and I play guitar. We uh, maybe I'd play drums, and well, who knows? Yeah. We would just like, come over to our house. We'll work on these songs. And then we, yeah, we were trying to it.
1: steal them for their band because they well, were the pro band. So
2: that's why <laughs> we're <laughs> the <laughs> pro band playing yeah. Green Day covers.
1: We looked up to them. We're like, hey, I mean, maybe y'all could play with us. Or? That's
2: well, why you want me sh- to play here, Toby. You can talk over this. But what song? You only play uh, "Gray's Nasty Color" or what? Yeah. Well, what yeah. I was What's trying to
1: think of like the one that would show you how yeah, bad we well. are. But they're all I, okay uh, Yeah I mean they're all Whatever you want to play I mean we, Matt recorded this album Yeah I
2: recorded this On a Roland 8 track
1: thing and the- uh, Play Psycho <laughs> Psycho <laughs> so, so, uh, You're talking about bad lyrics God. This song's about my mom <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, Psycho yeah. <laughs> it's I was trying to do a parallel From the, <laughs> That's the movie mirror. Psycho no, That's it. rebellious You know what I mean Like she was I don't know Like She was all She <laughs> controlled everything And ride coming in uh, Okay Oh there's some 68 I always do 68 This my it is my time The last three trip.
3: songs of our set here is 68 uh, no, I, six, <laughs> I love 68 I love 68
1: on
2: the day I was
1: born Well I mean <laughs> I have not heard Why this in probably several time? years you cried on the day I was born. Why did you waste your time?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's really sad. If you listen to it. That's desperately sad. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like th- I like this music oh, really. Matt was <laughs> feeling something he never felt before. I We're know. This
3: I mean, it's basically, a, like it sounds like a worship song oh yeah like the chords and the drum beat is a yeah. worship song you just put some emo lyrics over it is that Devin in the background I think it's me. Maybe. Right. maybe here we
1: go get heavy <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that distortion <laughs> so much listen like, up. Like, mama and how old were you whenever this happened
1: I was in Early 20s. I mean, we didn't start this till I was definitely 20 oh, past 21.
3: Past 21, yeah. So, that's what I whenever so I was working on the Emory book trying to wrap my head around. Oh, she so right, I mean, didn't that's start okay. the that. timeline. You can play of a Emory different one. Yeah, is that's what it was like so fascinating to me. That oh, that we're old, not that you're old, just that in the development 20s. came late because it's the same amount of development. Really, for for all the bands. Yeah, yeah. like when I we
2: just started, like yeah,
3: like when I my senior year of high school, or my pop punk band probably played forty shows that year, right? But
4: it's a Weezer it's song insane. here, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was I was definitely influenced by Weezer big time. This sounds like re- Weezer
1: hardcore. It, it's funny because we just didn't know. Like I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like all you guys, like when you your your demo, how old were you in that, that demo you showed, my I was nineteen. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like. It didn't even cross my mind. I, I mean, I thought I could write a song, but I didn't think get people together and try and do something with it. It was just absurd. And then once we started, like mean, literally, I probably we start. I mean, I would write. I was in a. I guess I was in a band a little bit earlier, but just not. I never thought anything about it, and there was no idea of music outside of the radio. Yeah, just never had that. So I, I didn't. I didn't think you could go on tour with your originals. You know what I mean? The who, who would do that? I was from a small
4: town too, and I think I was pretty isolated from the whole scene. There was no live music in my town. So I felt like I got a late start. Guys in my band, they were like in bands in high school and like actually toured when they were like 16, 17. And so I came in as the fresh guy at like 19. And so I, I was like new to that to to yep. them. But I can totally see how like if you're from a small town. I mean, you're not even exposed to the idea that that's even possible until maybe you, yeah, maybe
1: you're like 21,
4: you know. It was so funny
1: too that one song we were just listened to. I could never let my mom. I couldn't show it to her. Yeah, yeah. Or anything, because I was trying to be, you know, all emotional and stuff and
3: talk about. Would shit. Would she have the known babies. what it was about if she heard it? Mama, why didn't you cry? Why didn't
2: you die? <laughs> yeah. So why didn't you
3: stay? Why didn't you die? <laughs>
4: You know what I like about that song, though, is I was listening to your voice, and it doesn't sound like it's changed that much. It's the same character. I feel like my voice has changed a lot, like I've gotten better, but like you, because, I don't know, maybe it's just because you were like 21 or 22 at the time. He was older. You kind of had already developed into like the singer. I mean, obviously you're a lot better singer now, but like there's a certain character that you don't sound like a kid. Right. You sound like, like Toby.
3: Well, you just had, at that point, you hadn't figured out good melodies and stuff yet. I that's thought there we, was some creative you know, melodies. I mean, like, good, yeah. when I say good melodies, I mean very g- where you're at now. But like, it's more. So there's flashes Superman. of. There's flashes of <laughs> stuff no, that's that catch your attention. No, that's what I'm sure. saying. But the voice is the same. It's not. I don't hear that. And I, think, there's oh, some Toby bad. There's some bad voice sing. stuff.
2: But now uh, this is the song that the first song we did as Emory. When we were like, we decided to start Emery moving. Now to also Seattle.
1: Matt recorded all of this. I mean, he just said, "What did you do? Record this on like a little eight eight track digital yeah. thing? Like,
2: you know, just a little Roland eight track thing." But this is the first song we did um, as Emery.
1: Yeah, this one vocally sounds pretty bad. You said wait
3: for me by we used to what is that clarinet in the background? It's my right mood keyboard. Oh, okay. Not
2: bad. That's dope. This one, this song's pretty cool, but it's a little goofy compared. You know. Yeah, I gets Yeah. We get got on it. a compilation and we thought we made it because so we sent it to every everywhere we could, and then it got on a compilation. And we thought, all right, here we go. But yeah. nothing happened after that for many right. years.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Take your lumps. I like the clean tone. Are you trying to go for Pedro the
2: Lion on this? That? this is very cool. I think. Just the chords that Toby would pick out were really neat, I thought.
1: It's a little dramatic. Yeah, so we this is when we were really figuring out, because we we're big on dynamics, like getting soft and getting. Yeah, loud. yeah that's yeah, an Emory staple have. there. And we're figuring it out. You can hear us kind of working it out here. It's more emo. I can't find my heart I can't
2: find my, my heart is the chorus <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but there's just a raw emotion to it that yeah. I think like if you have that and you grow with it it's always going to develop into something more nuanced and cool like just well like if you don't have that at the beginning that raw emotion that's like cheesy now yeah but sincere then yeah then I don't know if you have something that's going to develop like you need that
1: how long is this song, man? It's long. I'm faded. Down no, no. I, how long is it? Um, five minutes. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah I mean, we never wrote a song that's probably our shortest <laughs> that's song. <the> shortest. <laughs> that's yeah. the that was the, the third short verse song right now. Yeah. <laughs> So how,
3: how? Yeah.
1: Which is really yeah. funny now that I think about it too. It's just like when, like, even on this tour where we're all on tour together right now, when you see opening bands that are playing for the first time, their songs are long and they always go over their set times. Yeah. yeah you don't know. You think I got to show everybody everything, and I got to have like we used to think literally all of our songs had five to seven different parts you know what i mean like we thought you don't don't repeat something show something new and then play that over and over a little bit
3: and then, yeah. you know move and, and we just didn't realize it was all of our identity wrapped up in all of that that last night in philadelphia the first local didn't show up or whatever and so the second local guy was like hey man uh you like billy you know like that he's like hey so the first local ain't gonna play like we go on like a few minutes early play like 35 20 minutes and i said i was like i was like nah i was like dude i promise you it won't help Not to play yeah, longer i said that you. i was like it's not good for you nobody we don't you don't want that long of a set i was like nobody's gonna want that <laughs> what did he say did <laughs> he, he said oh okay all right okay man yeah, sure <laughs> yeah. he, he just walked away thinking yeah you don't know <laughs> No, you he not heard my band <laughs> he gave me a number at the end of i'd never heard him but whatever <laughs> you
1: just don't know you think you got you the longer you stay the this, more people will fall this in bridge love sounds
3: them. like
4: emory
2: yeah i love
1: it them, sounds actually. like this bridge sounds like uh your this first is what record,
0: i the thought weeks
2: screamo bro. when i said screamo that's yeah. this you say you do emo yeah. and then you scream like this
4: yeah. and it's building it yeah, sounds like the week's end i don't know what's all
2: This is kind of grungy. It was pretty cool. There's a little scream in here.
4: Is he saying erase my name? <laughs> I don't know what he <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I like that one I think that one turned out good But it still wasn't We couldn't get signed from that What I loved Which was said to yeah. everybody We played it but We that, would go around That's the heart it. That's the, just, the heart of because it Because
4: you guys always would finish Like, I don't know if it was on The Question in the week's end Same thing It was like You would finish songs so strong You just like Burn it to the ground I don't like end ending it. songs With another chorus That's never been <laughs> That's just never Made It was like the me. end bridge But that's like the heart that's, like, that's what I'm saying It's like that was the heart Of your band From the very beginning And yeah. you
2: kept that So we wrote Right after that We wrote The Secret And then we wrote Walls Those were the first Three songs we wrote It was that The Secret The, song, the last song On The Week's End And the first song On The Week's End So huh. it was written In the same batch But then wall, even Walls though I played the the first version of it Oh god um, Which is, is horrible <laughs> This is but so for so The first version of Walls, and we couldn't get signed with it. We couldn't get signed. We'd send it you all You couldn't around. get
3: signed with your biggest song, maybe. This is Walls, though. No, yeah. <laughs> what? So Yes.
1: This is the first this is Walls idea. Just so slow. The screaming at the beginning
2: was only added in the studio on the day that we recorded the song wow
4: there's some funny stuff do you there. even play that guitar part anymore? I don't know that part? I don't think you do it's, I don't know
2: I just saw Very Hope's Slow. Fall play and went home oh. and wrote something that I thought made me feel like Hope's Fall made me feel like yeah yeah but some of the keyboard stuff I've always thought in this I like that's still the same So that part of the meat of the song is there, I'll skip ahead. But the end is so hilarious. It is. Oh gonna, wait! First of all, the the knuckles break before they bleed part that wasn't in there. No,
1: that wasn't even in there. Oh! Uh, all right. I'm sorry. Hold on. Check this out. You're gonna die laughing at <laughs> this. Um, it's just too embarrassing.
2: This is right before the knuckles break before they bleed part, right? It has and this instead.
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> but that's about the refining. I mean, you cut so You're like, have the ah parts don't get people.
1: Yeah, right. Cut that out. And then the end result is just great. I didn't know you were going to play this. <laughs> this is so bad. I mean, y'all were going to other people and recording your music. It's just mad. That's all we had. This is so awful. This
0: is so
1: awful. (laughs) Oh, God. What? <laughs> this is what we thought was. Good. We thought it was bad We worked for hours and hours and hours on it. We all looked this. at each other and went, "Oh my god, we just wrote this." <laughs> I mean, the this is the, Aaron is dying over here. He can't even this speak. Is, this, this is the, the song we're most known face. for. <laughs> We built what? a career on this song.
3: What was the turning point? Was it all Ed? Ed was, it was the turning red. point? I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, listen to
2: the end. Well the timing The
4: timing got a little bit more intricate In the final version So we had
2: that song We did it for a couple of years that way And we would close with it And it was our best song (laughs) (laughs) Like in that way It was still Already was still our best song But it it wasn't that good And it couldn't get assigned Or anything else like that And then we did the Uh well, before we went to the studio, we were working super hard. We were like, could it be better, could it be better, could it be better? And we practiced every night. And we came up with the middle part, which is the, this knuckles break before they bleed. Yeah. And then the week before we went to the studio, we were like, you know, maybe we can make that breakdown like slower, like halftime of what that oh, was. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. That'd be too slow. We can't do that, right? No, we can't do that. No, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's really make it extra slow and more empty because it was like when breakdowns were first, we were starting yeah. to first get that vibe of the big empty breakdown thing. We said, Listen. It felt so gutsy of a move to do that, even though that was silly, but <laughs> it felt really gutsy and weird to do that super long empty thing. And so we said, do it. And then we wrote some screaming, I guess then. And then in the studio, literally the day before we were doing vocals and stuff, we did the instrumental intro until it was like, we're putting vocals everywhere. Shouldn't I just scream and do stuff at the beginning too? we're like yeah I guess and he went and wrote and the you List and all that was the day before we recorded it and that was it
1: yeah we just thought you gotta put it here so the breakdown at the end was the week before we recorded it and the beginning
3: was the day before we recorded it you were so close to not having a career that's right. <laughs> that
1: close, really? right? 100%. Yeah. So close. I mean, we just decided one day, well, you probably need something here. Let's. Yeah. Oh,
3: what, if, what if we
1: started the song with, are you listening? And it came in. Yeah. That yeah, just seemed like I so mean, aggressive. It. I mean, if you uh, hadn't done that. Right. No, the tooth and nail, several of them told us. They said, oh, man. That, that's it. That, when we heard that, we thought, oh, this is unbelievable. It's got to be the first track and everything. You know what I mean? And yeah. we just thought, it's just another song. Like, The Walls was, was just a song for us, you know. It, it is crazy. I mean, you just don't know. You just do stuff, and then that's how it turns out. But the yeah, the hearing that now, <laughs> it's, it's, very funny. Funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Well, it goes to show you got to
4: follow your creative muse, no matter what step you're at. Well, but the, what we know.
2: were doing was taking the things that we were doing that were good and amplifying them more. Right, like aggressive time change, aggressive. Oh, for us, it makes a ton of sense to do a, a extra half-time, extra slow thing to sure. stand out from the other to go back and forth because that's the thing we were doing was. That was unique, and then hyper doing the thing that we were doing that was unique, and Toby's vocals being the main centerpiece. Like, well, give them space, add them everywhere, cut this, cut that, and just lean into the thing that's working the most. And that takes, I guess, time to do and figure out. And
1: I would even say this too, like, especially like uh, I know I've been talking about it to Matt a lot and uh, both Matts, but just I read that book, The War of Art, and I realized more and more, and it's so hard. There is a real resistance of we're good enough. We 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 wrote the song like when you when you have a song like when you have a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus and a bridge and then of course, you're like okay and like we did not stop on that song for whatever reason. like I even I don't even think we realized it at the moment yeah but introducing Ed Rose into our first group we're like whoa he he says we should cut stuff and well maybe he's right and he's smarter than us so so maybe maybe we should do something and, and if. If this is just some guitar part Why not do Like We never quit on that song Until eventually It became one of our most Maybe I guess Our most famous songs They always say Kill your darlings And then like
4: Anne Lamott says Shitty first draft Right It's her main thing It's like Shitty first draft You sit down You write And it's always Shitty first draft Because it's this idea That you are going to revise And revise and revise And in order to revise You have to kill your darlings The thing that you were in love with first Might not be the thing That you even keep At the end Yeah and And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't learn is well, that that's they, like they in scary. Love you're exactly,
1: that's very scary yeah. it's, it's go it's your ego, favorite.
2: and you know the worst people are people that go, "I know in my heart that I'm wonderful <laughs> and this is my art, and this is it tonight, you know what I mean that you're not going to get much better if that's your right attitude really. but b- because you've fallen in love with your
4: first
1: draft, right. and it's always shitty, yeah it's never perfect, so. And it, and movement. honestly it was a lot to get to that first draft in a right. way. So you're like, I got to do more? Wait, I, I, the song's done, right? I mean, I need to change this part or we <laughs> yeah. I have to add Well, like, you it, feel
2: defensive.
1: I mean, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like your identity's you wrapped up in it. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And and you I mean there I'll be honest, I think all of us here there is something about us that has a little bit of ego about our art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh, yeah, a, or we sure. wouldn't be here without it. You know, uh, it's not even necessary it's a just as much of a positive as it is a negative, but we'll, it, there's something in all of us to go. Yeah, I'm a musician. I'm, I'm pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, you have to have that, or else you won't be. You have to have that, but also you have to yield yes. and let stuff go. Well, and, oh, like,
4: you yes. and, and like you've heard, the demos were near, were not nearly as good as the finished product. Yeah. You're right. So what our art was was not as good as what it became yeah. when when we allowed other people to critique it, and we gave ourselves the ability to revise
2: it and change it. And so. many, many, many people still think it sucks. And bad. many right, people right, yeah, still yeah. think it
3: sucks. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, many, still, many people. There's always the comments like, yeah. yeah, they're not that good. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> we got one just yesterday. <laughs> hashtag boring ass god band. Hashtag is
2: boring ass god band. Hashtag boring
1: ass god band. Which is brilliant. She's fast. The lady that wrote that should be a poet or something. That's just too smart. <laughs> <laughs> She's more talented than all of us. <laughs> all right. We're good. Thank you.
2: You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.
1: Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream, and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at
3: SoundTalentMedia.com.
0: This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast